You're listening to Money Talks. My name is Mike Campbell, and I'm glad you're with me. You know, it's tough to believe that there's anyone left in the country who hasn't noticed that rising prices are out there. I mean, the question is, at what point does it impact you personally, though? That's when we'll really care. Now, for many people, it already has. Polls suggest maybe half of us. But I get the impression that most of us don't know why the prices have been moving up significantly for over a year. And I'll get more on that in a moment. Plus, a stock trader, Tyler Bullhorn, is going to drop by to talk about some straightforward indicators and, well, some help, some tools you can use to figure out when is it a good time to buy stocks on weakness? Because we've seen a lot of weakness, especially in that sort of mid-tech area. Also, he's going to give us some rich management techniques that are going to come in handy. As some analysts are discussing, what now, a three-quarter of a percent rise in interest rates at the next central bank meeting? We'll talk with Victor Barrow about that, too. And speaking of interest rates, I'm going to go all financial on you. It's a warning in the shocking stat of the week. But it is answers to this question. What personally keeps me up at night? What am I most worried about in terms of risk in the financial system? I'll answer that in the shocking stat. And you don't want to miss the quote of the week by a well-known epidemiologist on the political poisoning of the COVID response. And I'll tell you, you're not going to hear this anywhere else in the country. And this week's Goofy, well, I promise, it'll stir the pot. And it's about time. But first, I want you to think about this. we got record energy prices, 30-year highs in inflation, food shortages, the Ukraine invasion, of course, huge volatility in the investment markets, along with the biggest losses in the bond market since stats were first taken in the mid-70s. I mean, we're talking something in the neighborhood of $2 trillion. Do you really think, though, it's business as usual? Because our political leaders and so many in the commentariat seem oblivious to these kind of changes. Actually, maybe they're just way over their head. Because everywhere you look, the fallout, whether it's from the pandemic or the geopolitical problems we've got, well, the fallout that we're dealing with, first and foremost, is financial and economic. But you know what? Our leaders and a lot of the commentariat don't do economics and finance. And as I continue to say, hey, we're paying the price. In order to protect yourself financially, though, paying attention would be the first step. A couple of quick examples. I bet you didn't hear, well, it was this week, thanks to the Canadian Taxpayers Association Freedom of Information request, that the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation has again put up another $200,000 to study reducing or eliminating the personal exemption on your home. By my count, I think that's the third study the government's paid for in the last three years. And as I've warned on Money Talks, hey, governments are desperate for money, and real estate's arguably the prime target. But how about this? Right, right out of the news this week, the latest inflation numbers. The March inflation rate, 6.7%, means that we pay, what, just under $107 for the same stuff we paid 100 bucks for last year. But here's the thing, that works out to an extra $78 a week for the average Canadian. And at this rate, if this inflation keeps up, that works out to over $4,000 more per year. $4,000. And if you've heard my shocking stat last week, you know that's not the end of the story because we have to earn about $5,200 first, then you pay your income tax to get the money left over before we get that $4,000 plus left over. And got nothing in return, by the way. We didn't get a better lifestyle, no, because we were buying just the same things we bought a year ago. Maybe you can afford it. I know that. But that's not the case with 49% of Canadians who Ipsos just polled for MNP. Well, they're within 
200 bucks of not making ends meet at the end of the month. 31% of Canadians say they're already there. They're at the financial edge. They can't afford more price increases. It seems that a huge number of Canadians have yet to wake up, though, to the fact that a significant amount of that rise in our cost of living is a direct result of government policy. Well, not surprisingly, politicians don't want us to make the connection, especially when it comes to something like a hot-button issue like gasoline or housing, where the three levels of government add tens of thousands of dollars in costs to the price of a new home in terms of levies or permit delays and taxes. I'll give you just one little example. The GST is added to the overall price of a new build, whether it's a condo or house. But that's on top of the contractor who's already paid GST on materials, paid it on well, PSC in every province except for uh, Alberta, but they're also paying GST on labor when they're building it. So that gets into the total sale price, then you pay GST. Well, it's the same with gas prices where government taxes, levies, well, they add, depending on where you live, about, about 30% to the cost. And by the way, in March, March gas prices were up 39% plus compared to a year ago. In large part, though, thanks to green energy policies that aggressively discouraged investment in new oil and gas production. And now you've got the Russian sanctions exacerbating that problem. And then April 1st, hey, we got a carbon tax increase. I mean, politicians talk about, in their words, making life more affordable. I mean, it's laughable. It should be obvious, given the amount, uh, massive increase in energy, by the way, and food prices, and your overall cost of living, that government isn't the solution, it's the problem. I mean, the massive increase in commodity prices, the push for higher wages that I'll talk with Mike Levy about in a few minutes, and the supply chain issues because of COVID lockdowns in China, well, that is going to continue to put upward pressure on prices. If you're worried, well, you're right, you should be. And if you're not, reconsider. Look at the price changes we're seeing, the volatility, housing, food, energy, stocks, uh, currencies, bond market. It's telling us something. It's telling us we're living in a period of historic change, and we better pay attention. Hey, just one thing before I get on with the show, and I know it's a brief note here, but I have to comment on the passing of Jim Dines, the legendary analyst. He's been a good friend to our show here. He's the author of numerous must-read books on investing, including the one that keeps coming to mind for me is The Invisible Crash and Mass Psychology. He's the originator of many technical tools and a courageous commentator. His ability to recognize new emerging trends has been nothing short of brilliant. Whether we are talking uranium, whether we're talking the original internet bug, whether we're talking about gold at times or stocks, his track record speaks for itself. But I'm not talking about track records today. I'm talking about the man, Jim Dines. I'll tell you, I feel privileged to have known him. Wonderful that he shared his expertise with our audience on so many different occasions, including at the World Outlook Conference. And I guess I just have to sum it up by saying, I will miss him greatly. <laughs> 